Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. We've got a real treat for you this week. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MLM Success Podcast. Great to have you guys with us. The title of this session is Why You Do Not Have to Be a Social Media Rock Star to Be a Network Marketing Leader. We could also call this session You're Not the Issue. And there's much, much, much more than those topics that are going to be discussed that you're going to really benefit from. I'm excited for you. I'm excited to introduce you to Candace Bird Davis. She's uh, earned over half a million dollars since she joined the profession about three or four years ago. Uh, she's one of the top field leaders at Total Life Changes. I think I met Candace probably about three or four years ago the first time. And over the past several months, I've had the opportunity to work with her one-on-one directly. And it's just been a great pleasure. Uh, I love to work with what I call double-A people. Uh, academics who are also willing to take action academics action people that are willing to learn who are willing to learn and then take what they learn and put it into action in the marketplace and Candace is definitely one of those people that perfectly describes her uh, you guys are in for a real treat so let's get to it uh, please let's welcome Candace Bird Davis to the MLM Success Podcast. Candace Bird Davis, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Mr. Dale Calvert. Thank you so much. It's a privilege and honor just to be here with you and just to get to talk with you on today. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. Let's just start off for those of you, for people that may not know who you are or heard above you or heard about you or seen you on social media because you're out there everywhere. Just who are you, where you're from, let's just start there. Absolutely. Well, as you said, my name is Candace Bird Davis, born and raised in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Um, you know, it's kind of funny how I got my start in this industry of network marketing or direct sales, but I was an insurance agent by trade for about 15 years, and to be honest with you, Dale, life happened to me. After my family and I went through two repossessions and a foreclosure, I looked up and I looked at this industry that I was skeptical of called network marketing, decided to say yes to it, decided to say yes to a phenomenal company, and just been able to do some amazing things, make a phenomenal income from home, and just now, you know, taking pride in being able to show people how to do the same and creating additional leaders along the way. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm just curious because... You and I, you know, we've we've got to know each other a little bit over the last six or seven months. And what, when you were a child, what did you do as a child to raise money? Do you remember anything that you did when you were a kid? I'm just curious. 
I do. I remember uh, my grandmother, uh, God rest her soul now, but my grandmother used to take us, and we would walk to school every morning, and it was about, you know, three-quarters of a mile walk, not very far, but I remember she would stop at the Ben Franklin Five and Dime candy store every morning before school day, and I was one of the kids who, I'm not eating my candy, I'm going to sell my candy. So, you know, she would give us, you know, 40, 50 cents a piece to buy candy, and I would buy the little, you know, Swedish fish or whatever, they were all a penny, and I would fill my little bag up, and I would wait till I go to school, and everybody would bring their little quarter or their dime, and I would turn around, and I would literally resell my candy for double of what she paid for it. <laughs> so that's how I originally started making money as a kid, and it was like everything that I found that I realized that I didn't use anymore or didn't need, it was like almost like a swap meet, where if I knew I got a new bike and I had an old one in the garage and my friend needed one, we would trade, or I would tell her, hey, give me $5, you could have my old bike. So I always found ways to be able to make some money. <laughs> That's cool. That is so cool. So you kind of always had that, you think? I'm just... I believe I've always had the entrepreneur spirit, yes. And, you know, it... I know that I've always had it because I remember when I got my first job, and I'll be honest with you, you know, in the state of Pennsylvania, we were allowed to start working uh, three months before our 16th birthday on a work permit, and I remember my very first job was at the Dollar Tree, a little dollar discount store in the area, and I remember going to work, and I was so excited to be working the first couple months, and then I got so frustrated having a boss tell me what to do, how to do it, where to go, and, you know, smile at people and all kind of stuff. So I remember from the time I was 16 to the time I was 18 and I graduated high school, I had a total of nine jobs. So I knew wow. mentally at that young age I was unemployable because I wasn't good at taking direction. You've gotten a lot better, though, since I've known I did. <laughs> Well, see, you know, it's different now because now I understand um, in order to be successful in what we do, one must be coachable. So there's a difference between somebody being the manager and then somebody, you know, receiving some coaching and being open to success because I know in this business um, I own my business, where in that business I didn't own anything. That's right. So That's different. right. So you got involved, um, total life changes. Explode. I know you've made over half a million dollars since you've been there. Just kind of, where are you? I mean, right now, if I said, Candace, where are you going to be in five years? How, first of all, how long have you been with Total Life Changes? I joined Total Life Changes um, November 23rd of 2014. Okay. So that's not that long ago. No, just under three years, or just over three years. Wow. And yes. built the organization all over the world. Yes. Your organization expanded all over the world. Um, do you think, I mean, what, what, why are you different than everybody else that's joined? I wouldn't, well, I guess I could say I am different. Um, one of the things is I, I've always had the mentality in this business that, you know, Dale, I've fallen down too many times in life. Um, I've been through entirely too much, and we had a conversation before about this where, you know, in life my back was up against the wall and through the wall too many times. So I knew, you know, with Total Life Changes, with this company, the phenomenal products and the comp plan, you know, it was, if, it's up to, if it's meant to be, it's up to me pretty much. So I knew that I needed to go out there and I needed to build an organization, but not just build an organization, I needed to build leaders as well. 
And I'm going to be honest with you, Dale, you know, I I salute you and, you know, everything that you do is very admirable, only because when I first got into the company, um, yes, I made my six figures in six months as an amateur. That's, That's a definite. But what I did was I hustled to get it. And one of my downfalls and one of my regrets from the beginning is I didn't focus on building leaders at that point. Um, so then, you know, shortly afterwards, probably about a year, year and a half in, I started realizing I needed to help other people along the way. I didn't want it to just be based on my efforts, and I truly wanted to see other people make money. So it took time to actually shift my mindset to understand that, listen, if you grow more leaders, your leaders will grow the business, but then you're also creating more stories. If you're really a legacy builder, let's build legacies. So, you know, that's why I was super excited when I got introduced into um, your duplication system because it was able to train me and teach me how to create other leaders in this industry and lead, not just leaders, but people who were getting actual results. So I think that's why I was a little different than a lot of people because I was open-minded to seeing something that truthfully, when I looked at it, I didn't believe in it. And when I originally started doing it, I didn't believe in the duplication system. And I started seeing the results, results after results after results. And then it was like it kind of smacked me in the face, like, come on, you big dummy. Like, this system works and people are making money. So I believe I'm different because I was able to shift my mindset and be open to looking at a different technique that actually started to work for so many people. And it, it and it's really, it really is a, a mindset. It, and I call it the leadership development paradigm shift where at some point you realize what you came to realize hey it doesn't matter how hard I grind how hard I hustle my long-term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that that are developed on my team absolutely your perspective from looking at a lot of different companies and organizations do you feel like most of the people that we call leaders in network marketing have had that shift yet? I wouldn't say most of them have. What I will say is a lot of them that I've been working with are shifting now. Um, Because a lot of the times we hear... We hear in this industry, you know, it's okay to be a copycat as long as you find the right cat to copy. And that's where a lot of my organization um, set at. They set on that same slogan. It's okay to be a copycat as long as you find the right cat to copy. But what I had to realize, Dale, was people could not go out there and be new to network marketing and dominate social media. There were certain things that I was doing that was building my business on social media that the average, you know, Joe coming in could not learn how to do because it took me years of knowledge to be able to do that. So I was trying to have people duplicate something that was almost going to be impossible for them at the time. That's right. If that makes I'm sense. Writing, I'm writing down as you're talking. you got to find the right cat to copy. <laughs> That's fantastic. I've never heard that before. Uh, yes. I, I got to – there's something else I wanted to ask you. And, again, you know, we, we've talked several hours over the last few months and and worked a lot. But there's a, still a lot of – you know, we went to – what we went to? Uh, we went to the Chicago Bulls game. Yes. Is Trevon. Is that – Javon, yes. Javon. You know, this big Michael Jordan fan. <laughs> And, you know, we had a great time, but there's still stuff I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm still trying to figure out a few things. And one thing I wanted to ask you about, because this kind of really blew my mind, and and while I'm thinking about it, if you can find this picture, um, um, I want to use it 
to promote this podcast, okay? But I saw a picture of you before and after. Yes. And I don't know where it came from, but it was you with, with a couple of your children. And it's like, that's not, that is Candace. That is. So, talk, tell me, and I've never asked you about this, but what, what kind of transformation happened and what, what, what tell me about that. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> I'll be honest with you. I never used to be um, what I like to call at the time big framed. You know how we're afraid to admit when we're overweight that we always call ourselves big boned. So at the point I used to call myself big boned and I never used to be big boned until after, of course, I had children. I got comfortable. I went from about 145 pounds to my maximum weight at the time was 257. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I had a lot of medical conditions, Dale, and it was crazy because it was my age frame of like 28 to 30 was my biggest like medical condition problem, the high blood pressure, diabetes, all kind of stuff. And at that point in time, I'd made a decision that I was going to take the easy route out. And I can say easy easy road out. And some people may get upset, but, you know, at that time when I was 29, I opted for what they called um, uh, gastric lap band. So I didn't have a full gastric bypass. I had a gastric lap band. And about 12 months after I had the surgery, they had to reverse it because of complications. So even though I lost a little bit of weight, I gained a lot of it back. And I was fighting at the time. I didn't know what to do. I was going to a lot of weight loss clinics trying to lose weight. It wasn't happening. Well, then that's whenever I got introduced three years ago into Total Life Changes, and I started to utilize the product. And in just about seven months, I was able to lose a total of 107 pounds collectively on the product line. So it was just ultimately a complete life change because I remember the days where I couldn't carry a basket of laundry up the steps to put it away without stopping midway through the steps and taking a 15-minute break to catch my breath. I remember the days I couldn't even run through my backyard chasing my toddler around because I just couldn't breathe. It felt like I was going to have a heart attack. So, you know, I was able to shift my mind, shift my body, and in turn it ended up shifting my bank account. For some reason, wow. the weight loss at confidence level to be able to talk to people and better them. Wow. That's phenomenal. That's, that's phenomenal. Thank you. I had not really heard all that before. Yes. That's, that's really cool. That's what this, that it's just so what this profession's about. Yes. You know, it really is. Build people, people build the business, help them not just develop the, if they develop the skill sets and the mindsets first, then the bank account will come. Absolutely. Uh, what's the number one challenge you see people that are getting involved in this profession for the first time, new IBOs, when they're first getting started? What do you think is the number one challenge people are having right now? I believe in my heart of hearts that the number one challenge is, in it, and I always say this, a confused mind does nothing. So I believe that the number one challenge that new people are seeing in this industry is they're trying to do too many systems, too many movements, too much of everything going on when if they just focus on, literally, like it says, focus on one course until successful. So I believe that they would laser focus on one thing first and not try to do everything. You can't be a jack of all trades and a master of none. So, you know, if they could just focus on one technique, one skill, one trick, one tip, until they master it before they move on to something else. One system. That's what my belief is. One system. One system. One system. Yes. Master. What's the first thing they should do when they join? The first thing that they do when they join, they need to understand why they're joining. 
They need to understand what it is that they want out of this industry, the company that they choose to join. And, you know, it, it was crazy because I never truly understood why it was so important for somebody to know their why. And whenever I joined, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I know why I'm doing this. But then whenever I started talking with you and I started getting mentoring from you, I understood my why a lot more. And I said, you know what, Candace, you truly have to understand because at the end of the day, your your main goal, your main objective is to hit your Y chart, hit your target. That's your target, the whole list of everything. But I always tell my team, if you don't know why you're doing this, it's like target practice. If you aim for nothing, you're going to hit it every single time. But then in turn, not only is that your goal, you have to have that why to understand why you keep going because we all understand that network marketing is a roller coaster ride. You have the ups, the downs, and the way, way down. So when you hit rock bottom, Dale, when you hit that down, what is going to make you do the things that you don't want to do when you don't want to do them? In mine, I understood at that point, Dale, whenever I wrote out my 20 reasons why and I circled my top three, I understood that I never wanted to have my mom's electricity or her gas turned off in the middle of winter and never had the money to have it turned back on. I remember the day my mom had to sit without heat in her house for six days because financially I couldn't afford to turn it back on and she was on a fixed income. So I knew that that was part of my why. I knew that's why I could not stop and I would not stop because it was my mother. And I also knew that it was because of my kids. I did not want my kids to grow up on the wrong side of the tracks with the wrong people, just like I did. So I knew that there was a lot of things that pushed me when I didn't want to be touched. But it was something that kept me going and kept my drive and determination to say, okay, I need to change my life. But in the process, I need to change others too. Do you think people have to go through just those severe down times before they can See, I heard something that, uh, recently, and it says on after every major downtime is your biggest wins. And you were talking about, you know, I've had my back pushed up against the wall at times in my life. I almost feel 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 sorry for people that have a very comfortable life. Yeah. Do you? I, I, I do because. I feel sorry for the people who have a very comfortable life because in the event that life was to switch gears, because we always know life will smack you in the face with a brick at the last minute. If life were to switch gears and you've never been through a rough spot and you've been so comfortable, you're not going to know how to adjust when that spot gets a little rugged and a little rocky. Do I believe that you have to go through hell to be able to become successful? No. No, you don't. But in most cases, a lot of the people who you see have success are those people who have been in rock bottom, those people who have lived in the rut, lived in the ditch, because they know what it's like to have to fight and get out. And they know what it feels like to be down there that they don't want to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I told you before, I never, ever want to feel like, never want to experience that again. But until somebody actually experiences it, they don't know the pain that pushes them to their purpose. And I believe a lot of the people who have been at rock bottom felt that pain and that pain pushed a purpose and that purpose pushes to a paycheck. And that's my belief. And, and see, I, I think people that have been down appreciate the ups more. Absolutely. You, you they, gain a huge sense of humility after it. Yeah. And appreciation for everything and everybody around you. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody has this, you know, this, this mindset, Oh, I just want to coast. And I don't think coasting, I think coasting doesn't even exist. No. You're either charging or you're not doing squat. 
Absolutely. I want to be that fast-moving steam engine with no brakes. I just want to blast through every barricade that would ever come through my life. Right. What's your favorite personal development book? My favorite personal development, I'll say this. I have a lot of favorites, but if I were to name one in this season of my life, it still remains Mark Yarnell's My First Year in Network Marketing. No matter how many times I read that book over and over and over again, I always grab something out of it. But then, The Magic of Thinking Big. Cool, cool. Uh, I think you've already hit on this, but I wanted to, I just want to ask you one more time. If you were starting today, today, and you could change one thing, what would it be? Because I just want to make sure people hear this. If I was starting network marketing all over again, the one thing that I would do, and this is honestly wholeheartedly 100% the truth, I would build my business off of using the duplication system. I would, use, I would build my business using the duplication system, and I would focus on creating leaders and not followers. In the beginning, I created massive followers. The followers mean nothing. It's the leaders that you develop that mean everything. That's it. That's it. And see, and again, you, you touched on this, and it's so true. I mean, you can do that, but like you said, most people cannot do what you've done on right. social media or whatever. And it's not about followers. Um, where do you see yourself five years from now? Wow. <laughs> it's crazy that you just asked that question because I just wrote it down in my grateful journal because I do keep a grateful journal. And, you know, I, I, I'm a believer, so I always thank God in advance for what he's, you know, blessing me with and in preparation of having. And uh, in five years, I definitely know that I will be a multiple seven-figure earner in the industry of direct sales and network marketing. But not only that, it's not what is going to happen for me because I understand that, you know, I'm going to reap from the seeds that I sow, but it's also sowing seeds into other people's organizations to help them and their families financially survive and thrive and then to build leaders along the way. So, you know, my ultimate objective and goal is to have, and I, I actually have this written out, in the next three years, I wanted to have a total of uh, 25, what was it, 25 multiple six-figure earners, five seven-figure earners, and I forget how many six-figure earners. So it's not about me, but my goals over the next three to five years is about what I can do for other people. And in turn, it happens for me. Absolutely. Zig Talk, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Absolutely. That's how it works. That's how it works. And and. and <laughs> It's just, it's not that difficult to figure out. No, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just not. Um, it's not at all. No, it's, it's, it's not. But, but people that have strong worth ethic and, you know, it's every other business model just about is based upon you. Like when you were in the insurance business. Right. It was based upon you. Absolutely. Your production, and, and you did that for fifteen years, right? So to have the shift when when you take high performance people who've been in that world and then they get involved in network marketing, and they realize, hey, if I'm going to have multiple seven figures, this is what's going to have to happen. It's a major shift. 
It is, and it's a hardship, Dale, because like you said, for 15 years, it was all about you, all about what you can do to get these results. You know, hitting the million-dollar roundtable four years in a row required a lot of work. So then to jump into this industry and know that in order to get to the top, you had to bring not just one person with you. You have to bring a whole crew. It's different when mentally you shift from it being all about me to now it's all about them. That's right, and you can't, you can't do that with followers. No. No, you have to do that with leaders because not only is it all about them, but you have to impart into your leaders that now they have to think it's not about me, it's about them too. So you have to mentally be able to shift them to stop thinking about themselves but to think about other people as well. So as you're building these new leaders, that's all you're talking to them about is creating other leaders, creating other leaders, and then it's a domino effect. It's a snowball effect of leaders just blazing through your organization, creating other leaders. So you developing leaders should not stop at you is the main thing. That's, if, if your development of leadership stops at you, your organization is going to die. You have no organization. You just have a bunch of followers. Right. They like hanging out with you instead of the ladies at choir practice. <laughs> You know, I mean, I mean and, and and so here's why why are so many people trying to teach people how to create, and we'll just call it social media. And you're a social media rock star, okay? Well, uh, let's just establish that. You. you are, but but you're you're not the norm. And that's not going to duplicate, and you understand that's not going to duplicate. But why are so many people trying to teach people to create followers on social media in in the network marketing profession? Because they haven't understood the importance of developing leaders because all they know is to create followers. They don't realize that their income is coming from their own efforts. So, you know, you can only teach what you know. And if all you know is to build a social media following, that's all you're going to teach. That's all you're going to know, and that's all you're going to try to teach everybody else until you have an epic fail. Why is When you it, realize why people is, are not, you know, doing anything in the business and they quit because, oh, that company over there doesn't make any money. Oh, it makes money, but you're just using the wrong technique, a technique that was not designed for you. Why is it accepted business practice in the network marketing profession when it does not work? For for ninety seven percent of the population, I'm I'm just curious. I'm just fascinated by it. I'm not sure why it's an accepted practice. I just think people have um, what I like to call glitz and glam syndrome. You know, they see all the money that these social media, even myself. You know, I'm not going to exclude myself from that category, but the social media rock stars and how much money that they're able to make online, you know, they get blinded by the glitz and glam of the income that comes from that. So they think that they can do it too. When they find out later that, hey, you're new, you got to learn the basic principles first. You, you know, you got to start out at kindergarten. You can't just enter grade school and go all the way to 12th grade same day. You know, if anything, step it up and you don't go kindergarten first, second, third grade and move yourself up. But they just see a lot of people fail to tell them the real basics of, yes, Candace Bird Davis does do a lot of business on social media, but let me take you back to where I didn't have a social media following. Let me take you back to where I was calling people and asking them to take a look at my business, asking them to take a look at my product, where I was literally having people tell me no and slam doors in my face or hang up the phone and laugh at me for what I was doing. Let me take you back to that part. 
and let me show you what it looks like from there first. And they miss that whole chap them chapters in that book that they just get to the end and they read the end and they say, oh, so-and-so made, you know, a million dollars on social media. Well, why don't we go back to the first chapter and find out when so-and-so decided to get started and had a million doors slammed in her face? Yeah, and this, let's look at the 15 years in the insurance business before that. Right. And let's look at the, at the kid that was buying candy and selling it at school. Right. People don't understand the path. And, right. And, and see, the other thing is there's, a, there's the majority of people that can make an awesome, full-time, life-altering income in this profession who will never be successful on social media. They, will, they don't have it for social media. They don't, it's not their thing. But that, that does not mean that they can't be awesome in right. this business. I will be honest with you, Dale. I have a young lady in my organization who does not do social media whatsoever. She does, and I'm going to openly say this, she doesn't even recruit a single person in her business. But I'll tell you this, in 18 months, Dale, sharing our product with people, she earned a multiple six-figure income in my organization just talking to people offline. Just doing similar to what the duplication system is, minus the button and the brochure, but, you know, just talking to people, inviting them to try the product. She's made a multiple six-figure income, and the crazy thing is she's a mother with three children, a wife, a full-time college student who just graduated in December with her master's degree in nursing. She earned a multiple six-figure income selling product offline, nothing online, nothing online, word of mouth. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, now I was going to. I. I mean, you've got me really. It's like this has really been good. Really good stuff. If thank you. What What would if we had, could leave something with our listeners that you think, Dale? Because you know, every time I get off of these, I always think, I wish I'd asked this. I wish we'd brought up this. Let's try to figure out what that question would be or what we need to communicate before we get off. There's one thing you can leave people with, you know, because there's a lot of people listening to this from all over the world. They've got, I mean, they are confused because they're listening to 27 different people telling them 27 different ways to do their business. Right. What I would leave them with, Dale, is this. Um, you know, in life, in life we fail, and we fail a lot of times. But, you know, now it's time for them to make the decision that they're going to focus on one course until successful. But all those failures, they were tombstones. Now they need to take those tombstones and turn them into stepping stones because they can really do some amazing things in their life if they just focus and they have no fear. I always tell my team, what's more scary whenever it comes to fear? Being told no? Are getting foreclosed on? What's scarier, being told no or having your car repossessed? What's scarier, being told no or not being able to provide the essential necessities for your children? It's okay to be told no. So just turn the failures, turn the tombstones into stepping stones. Follow your one course until successful. Listen, the duplication system, I will praise that system for as long as I live because I've seen what it's done in a short period of time to the people in my organization who have never made a dime I have one young lady who is now off of the system making a seven hundred and roughly about seven hundred and fifty dollars a week, and she's a full-time educator. 
she's making more money using the duplication system than what she actually gets paid in the school system, which is crazy. Just helping people get get, get their business launched correctly, and it, I mean that's the foundation of it. Always be launching. That's what I tell my team. ABL always be launching. Yeah, every you know, and I've said many times if. The profession, if network marketers would just stop recruiting and and once they recruit someone, help that person get their business launched to the best of your ability, the industry would be dominating the entrepreneurial revolution happening around the world. Absolutely. And if people would look at the compensation plans in most companies, Dale, there's some form of a check match that you're getting paid in most companies. So why not focus on helping that person earn money because you're going to earn money off of them anyways, in most cases. So focus on them. Take you out of the equation and focus on them. That's right. It's not about getting them in. It's about getting them in, keeping them in, and helping them move forward. Absolutely. You, You teach them how to make their first dollar, $10, $20. Their ignorance on fire, fired up, jacked out of their mind, excited because you showed them how to make 20. Now they want to go make 40, then 80, and then 160, and it just keeps becoming the domino effect. It's, it's, it's an addiction to them when they see themselves make their first amount of money. They know how, we'll say in quotes, easy it was that they go out and they connect everything. But just show them how to make that first bit of money first. It, 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 it is confidence. Yes. Yeah. So let's just, before I let you go, because I, but let's, let's just explore this just a little bit. Where did your confidence come from? Wow. Where did my confidence, that's really a hard question. I'll tell you this, Dale, a lot of my confidence, and I would probably say 99.9% of my confidence came from my husband, my biggest cheerleader. When I doubted awesome. myself, he believed in me. He's awesome. He keeps. He, he is just absolutely you. amazing. He you know, he ask you what would Dale say? Yeah, he always says it when when he knows I'm about to say something wrong or do something wrong. He's like, "What would Dale do?" And he even threatens me. He's like, "You know, don't make me call Dale and tell Dale that you're deciding you're doing this. Like, what would Dale do?" So you know, he always. That's kind of like the punishment. Uh, you know, what would Dale do? Like, let me find out. Don't don't make me call Dale. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say, you know, my confidence came from my husband constantly, you know, cheering me along like, babe, you can do this. You know, you're amazing. Just keep going. And it was hard because I didn't have a cheerleader in my corner when I was younger. And to this day, I'll, I'll be transparent with you, Dale, to this day, my closest family, my mom, even though I pay all her bills and I've made over the half million dollars, she still does not believe in this industry, and it's crazy. So, you know, it's been from my husband, not just seeing the results and seeing the, the testimonies of the people who have walked across the stage, the six-figure earners that I've helped create, the high-five-figure earners that I've helped create. It's also been him, you know, constantly cheering me along, and it's been my children. My children love it because my son swears that, you know, I'm some kind of, like, celebrity or something, I guess you would say. (laughs) So I think it is. Well, Candace, I appreciate your time. I know people are going to really enjoy this. Um, We will talk again real soon. 
Absolutely, Dale. I appreciate you, and I thank you for everything that you do for all of us in the industry, just for giving of your time just selflessly and just always sharing wisdom and wiseness just to keep us moving through the industry and seeing success. Because without you, there would be so many people in this world who would get frustrated, give up on the industry. So I just thank you for you and your wife's seeds that you sow into the industry around the world. We appreciate you for that. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I look forward to talking to you soon. Wow. What more can I say? I hope you guys enjoyed hearing that as much as I did. Powerful, powerful content from Candace. To keep in touch with her, everything she has going on, you guys can check out Candace. It's C-A-N-D-A-C-E. Candace Bird, B-Y-R-D, Davis, D-A-V-I-S, Candace Bird Davis. Uh, dot com and stay in the loop on what she has going on guys i hope you'll go back listen to this i know that you have people in your upline sideline that need to hear this information share it with them and uh, we would greatly appreciate it this is dale calvert thanks for being with us and we look forward to having you back with us next week on another session of the momsuccess.com podcast If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, Please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.